Welcome to the Way of Crypto podcast, your best daily news source covering everything happening in the crypto and Bitcoin space every single weekday morning. We go over market news, price action, and of course, all the drama happening in crypto every single day. If you want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and do that as a general supporter at three bucks a month. Or if you want to take it up a notch, you can contribute to the show with 10 bucks a month. This allows you to not only contribute to the show financially, but also with show content as well as it enables you to ask any question you want, hopefully about crypto. But if not, I'm probably going to answer it anyway. And we'll go over all those answers every single Friday. However, the best way to support the show is simply to subscribe and give us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can do this on Spotify and Apple and all your favorite podcast listening platforms. Subscribe, give us a review. That's the best way to support the show. Finally, if you want to take your keys into your own hands, you can purchase a Ledger device through the link in the description. This ensures you're purchasing the device through the Ledger website and it has not been tampered with by a third party like what can happen if you purchase through Amazon or eBay or a third party seller. You never know if your device has been tampered with. Uh, so use the link in the description. It ensures you're purchasing through Ledger and also 10% of that purchase will go to support the way of crypto at no extra cost to you. If you want to reach out to me on social media, you can find me on Twitter at Way of Cryptocast, on TikTok at Way of Crypto. But the best way is to go to the website www.thewayofcrypto.com. There's an email link there. You can fill it out. Let me know your questions, comments, and concerns, and I'll get back to you. There's also an RSS link on the website if you run your own podcast server and you want to subscribe through that RSS link. You can do that. Let's get into the news. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Way of Crypto Podcast. We got lots of news to go over today. First, let's have a look at the Fear and Greed Index currently sitting in Greed 56. Last week, a 61. Last month, a 25 shows how far we've come from extreme fear into greed uh, with a sitting price of Bitcoin at right now, at the time of this recording anyway, $22,896 USD. Uh, yesterday we had a 58, so market sentiment, wow, it's improved with, uh, remember back to uh, May, I guess, June, May when we were at those Bitcoin prices and what the fear and greed index was at in that extreme fear uh, region. We have come full circle, I guess you could say. Let's have a look at the actual market and what it is doing. Bitcoin currently sitting at, like we just said, $22,874. Ethereum's at $16.32. BNB, 327 XRP's at 39 cents, Cardano 39 cents. Uh, everything's pretty medium, a lot of red today, but no, uh, no big movers really. Hyperchain for the trending coins here. Uh, this is from take, taking from uh, coin market cap or borrowing from coin market cap, I should say. Uh, for trending, we have Virtuality, Hyperchain X, and Meta Ruffy. And Hyperchain X is trending because it is down 21.43% this morning. So if you're holding any of that, um, that sucks. <laughs> but when you're dealing with uh, low caps, mid caps, we all know it's gambling here. Uh, let's have a look through the top 30. Any big movers? Not so much. No, we got Aptos down 4% uh, on the 24 and down 15% on the 7 days. So Aptos, people are selling. Right now, everything else is pretty medium. BNB's up 6.5% on the 7 day. They're probably the biggest mover other than Matic. Oh, you know what? Shiba is rallying, which we'll talk about actually in an article. I just kind of slipped my mind there for a second. Shiba News up 24%. 
24.5% on the seven day. It's pretty flat on the 24. We'll get into more of that uh, in a little bit here. First, let's go over the news. We'll go over some articles from just a bunch of different sites here. Starting off with Cointelegraph, is Bitcoin price about to retest 20K? Five things to know in Bitcoin this week. So over the last 24 hours, we are dropping slowly. Nothing crazy, like a couple hundred bucks. Nothing uh, nothing out of this world. But let's get into this article here. Is Bitcoin about to retest 20K? Five things to know in Bitcoin this week. I'm just going to rip through their headlines here. Did Bitcoin price disappoints with weekly close? Yeah, so we had uh, a red weekly close. However, we're up like 40% on the monthly close. So I don't know. You're going to have some red with some green. No big deal. Fed officials to speak as market eyes CPI data. So we're going to get some news from the Fed this week. I'm going to go through this paragraph. The week in macro looks decidedly calm compared to the start of February with less data and more commentary set to define the mood. That commentary will come courtesy of federal officials, including Jerome Powell. And if Jerome Powell has a negative tone, the markets are going to dump a little bit. Probably not real significant because everything is on the up and up, I guess, dare to say. But if his tone is positive, the market's going to rally like we've seen for the last year or so. We also have some Bitcoin FOMO starting to kick in here. We're going to talk about that. Maybe let's do that right now. So Bitcoin price is over 20K and that is creating FOMO with 620,000 new Bitcoin wallets. So these are not going to be all small wallets, but some of them will be for sure. The growth of small Bitcoin addresses was very limited in 2022, which slumped to new lows post FTX, but a significant surge in January suggests trader optimism. People are starting to be more optimistic, which we know because the fear and greed index is currently in greed. And they're buying again. People are buying again. It's not uh, when it's small wallets, it's you're not going to see a huge move in the market. Not without a big catalyst. But uh, yeah, we are holding on to that 23,000, 22,000 fairly strongly. And Bitcoin is it's starting to come back. So we'll see how, you know, I'm really looking forward to this monthly close in February because we had such a big movement through uh, through January there, 40-ish percent or so. February, if it... If, we're in, if we stay in the green, if we get any kind of green month, even a couple percentage, I think that's pretty, uh, that's pretty significant considering the last year we've had. The recent spike in small Bitcoin address is the highest since November 2022. That's when, uh, remember, that's when Bitcoin was just being destroyed. Uh, yeah, when Bitcoin dipped to its cycle low of 16,000. Cycle low, dare we say it, eh? Uh, so we could go lower, but yeah, maybe. We'll see what happens. I guess we'll know in the next year or so. The price decline prompted small traders to scoop up Bitcoin at a lower price. The current surge is attributed to a growing bullish sentiment. Yeah, so the market is driven by sentiment. It doesn't have, uh, if we're going by fundamentals and where Bitcoin should be in price, we would have a much different outlook than we do now. The market is driven purely by sentiment. Right now it's good. We'll see what happens though. Uh, Shiba Inu, we'll talk a little bit about that because it's rallying. Over the last seven days, we're up 24%. Congratulations, Shiba Inu holders. Those people that still have conviction in Shiba, it is paying off a little bit depending on what you bought on, I guess. Uh, we'll go over this article. It's from the Daily HODL. Shiba Inu rallies once again as ShibaSwap or Bone gets listed on crypto exchange BitGet. If you use BitGet. Dogecoin rival Shiba Inu has outrun most of the digital asset market. Yet again, as hype continues to build around the top meme cryptocurrency, uh, this is only over the last seven days. This kind of sentence should say here. At the time of writing, Shiba is up over 80% since the beginning of the year. 
and more than 32% in the last seven days trading at, there's a lot of zeros here, but you know what? Usually I don't say it, I'm gonna say it. 0.0000146 at the time of writing, the Shiba Inu ecosystem is anticipating the launch of its new layer two upgrade. I may pronounce this wrong, Shibarium, a scaling solution built on top of ETH, similar to Matic. Interesting. Days ago, crypto exchange BitCat announced the listing of Bone ShibaSwap, also known as BON. It's really easy to remember. I kind of like, uh, I really like that acronym actually. The token that will be used for gas fees on Shibarium. Yeah, so if you're a Shiba new holder, congratulations, you are trending i guess today and uh, you've made some money this week fed policy could win fed policy win could harm bitcoin's wallet street wall street narrative having trouble reading this morning it is monday uh so yeah that's pretty standard for mondays the january rebound in equities and knockdown employment report may have undermined a few buy bitcoin narratives but the real value proposition behind bitcoin lies far beyond Wall Street in emerging markets where Bitcoin is in strong demand. Yeah, so a lot of com com countries suffering from hyperinflation at this moment, Bitcoin's trading at a premium, like a 100% premium. And don't quote me because I don't have the information in front of me. I wasn't planning on talking about this, but uh, I think it's Nigeria that Bitcoin's trading at like 100% premium. But uh, maybe we'll get into more of that later on in the week. The dollar collapse narrative. Okay, so. Yeah, I do like where this article is going. This is from Coindesk. It's going to talk about a little bit about the narrative that people should buy Bitcoin because the US dollar is on the verge of collapsing. It's a pretty popular narrative. However, I think we can kind of agree that that is incorrect. And yes, maybe the US dollar at some point in time is going to collapse, but uh, it doesn't look like anytime soon. And they're going to recover. The U.S. The U.S. economy is, um, how can we say this? I guess controls the controls the world at this point. The U.S. The U.S.D. controls the world. I guess we could say that, right? And uh, if the U.S. dollar collapses, they're just going to shuttle in uh, some kind of CBDC or new method, um, new medium of exchange. We should say, anyways. So. I don't buy in this narrative, but I do buy into the narrative of a separate economy uh, running on Bitcoin as a method of peer-to-peer -peer transactions. That's kind of where I see it. However, your mileage may vary. And uh, you we all have our reasons for getting in and wanting into Bitcoin and having conviction in Bitcoin and crypto and all that kind of stuff. We all have our own reasons. This narrative is still going to be there for some people. And... Um, yeah, there's going to be lots that disagree with me, and that's, oh, that's just fine. That's okay, because I could be wrong, right? The US dollar could collapse over the next 16 to 18 months, and Bitcoin could become the world currency. However, I just don't see it happening. If our outlook is 50 years, 60 years, 10 years, sometimes it's even hard to predict. I guess we couldn't predict. If anyone said they could predict where we are now, 10 years ago, I think they'd be lying to you. So we don't know, right? We don't know what the future holds, but uh, this is not a great narrative to invest in Bitcoin on the hopes that the US dollar is going to collapse, at least not in my opinion. Anyways, Bitcoin's bigger value proposition. We'll go to the next headline here. What to make than Bitcoin, which briefly topped 24,000 this week and has its best month in a year. So 
Yeah, we're going to talk about Nigeria a little bit. We're going to talk about Lebanon and Vietnam, actually. Let's do that. When the simpler answer is that investors everywhere are recovering their risk appetites and that as financial conditions ease, money is flowing into risky assets everywhere, of which Bitcoin is considered one. That I don't agree with. Bitcoin is the only risk on asset on the face of the earth, I think, because it's the only thing you can truly own. It's not controlled by anyone but you. That is, if you take possession of your own keys, as well as Bitcoin's supply constantly goes down forever, where hypothetically, I'm speculating a little bit, demand constantly goes up. Even if demand stays the same as it is now, supply still drops. So Bitcoin for me is risk off. However, most people don't see it that way. Let's talk a little bit about Nigeria, where the government has taken draconian steps to ban cash to force the adoption of its digital currency. People have reportedly flocked to Bitcoin to protect their wealth. One measure of that demand, a huge premium for Bitcoin in Nigeria over the price in dollars in the US, almost double. Yeah, so Bitcoin in Nigeria, is that what I said? I think it is, it's trading at about 100%, 100% premium, as well as Lebanon, whose banking system has all but fully collapsed. We've all seen those videos. If you're into social media, we've seen those videos of uh, people trying to rob banks in Lebanon to get their own money out at gunpoint. People are flocking to Bitcoin there as well. Wholesale wine prices are often quoted in Bitcoin. And this is from Lebanon, I should say. Also, people like the guy featured in the CNBC piece. If you've seen that, I haven't figured out how to make a living with makeshift mining farms spreading around the country. This is so they have some kind of buying power outside of Lebanon currency. Vietnam, which is uh, a little bit interesting. Last year, again, topped chain analysis rankings for cryptocurrency adoption in Vietnam. One reason for that, with only slightly more than 30% of adult Vietnamese having a bank account, and we all know how Bitcoin helps the unbank with the download of a wallet and the purchase of some sats, you are up and going with the medium of savings and peer-to-peer -peer exchange. So yeah, no surprise there for Vietnam. So I don't think that narrative is going away anytime soon of a reason to invest in Bitcoin. I don't see it. And uh, we've talked about this many times in the podcast, but it's been a little while. So we'll talk about it again on how when people like your Charlie Munger call Bitcoin, uh, they call Bitcoin rat poison. It's coming from a different outlook than what most of the world has, because most of the world is unbanked. We're really lucky. I'm from Canada. Uh, as some of you may know, we're very lucky to be from Canada or the US or England or Australia. Even though we've gone through the couple years we have gone through, we are still luckier than most of the world, believe it or not. And most of the world is unbanked. So they don't have any way to save, collect interest, any way to store value outside of putting bills that decrease in value year after year from inflation under their mattress. They just don't have that ability where Bitcoin fixes this without uh, the cliche, the cliche phrase there, Bitcoin fixes this problem because they can download a Bitcoin wallet, move to Satoshi's, which is a medium of exchange in almost all of these third world countries running out of premium. And uh, they have a bank account essentially that is non-confiscatable. They have more of a bank account, more of a bank account. That doesn't make sense. They have a better version of a bank account 
than we do if they're keeping uh, keeping Satoshis and we're not. That narrative is not going away. That's just gonna get stronger as time goes on here. Let's talk about crypto volume. So this is pretty easy spot due to the fear and greed index. We've had a spike in trading volumes up 25, almost 26%. But so small wallets, we've had, yeah, we've had a lot of small wallets open up in Bitcoin, about 600,000 or so, a little over that number. However, small wallets don't move the Bitcoin needle anymore. And that is driven by Ethereum, or sorry, that's driven by whales. We're going to talk a little bit about that. This is mostly in regards to Ethereum, but it counts in all tokens other than your, uh, your small caps, your mid caps here. The crypto trading volume has risen by 25.9% over the past 24 hours. The high number of transactions could have been attributed to whales making big trades in Bitcoin, ETH and major altcoins. Yeah, so over the last 30 days, there has been some big trades, mostly buys, right? Because we have gone up significantly since December. People are buying again, and we're seeing that volume increase. Ethereum whales buying crypto as optimism grows. ETH whales have been quite active over the past 24 hours. There have been more major transactions, not more major transactions, such as whales purchasing up rapid ETH like crazy. There's one that bought thousand tokens, another one that bought another thousand tokens, another one that bought 2000 tokens. So we're talking about million, two million, three million dollar transactions here. Uh, people are scooping up wrapped ETH. ETH hasn't had an exciting week as that battled to reach 1700 bucks in recent, in the re recent surge. Whew, Mondays, it's recent surge over the past week has created optimism in the market and many hope the bear market is finally over. However, this, that's how, oh, that's hopeful. Don't, don't jinx it. However, this week has stated with a correction back to 16,300, a 2.24% drop. Yeah, so we're getting, we're getting corrections across the board like we went into well, when we looked at the markets. Bitcoin, ETH, lots of things are in correction mode unless you're a Shiba holder and you are just flooded with cash right now. XRP, sand, and SHIB whales are also active. XRP reached a high 41 cents, impressive, February 5th before starting a retrace on February 6th. We're gonna get those retrace movements. Don't let them destroy your sediment, <laughs> I guess we could say. Uh, so I'm sure you guys are feeling just like I'm feeling. Anytime you see some kind of downwards movement, that fear <laughs> kicks in real quick. Because of the last year and the constant downward trend we have been suffering and going through over the last 12 months or so, so you see some red and you're like, oh crap, here we go again. We're going to crash to back down to $16,000, $15,000 Bitcoin price, $1,200 ETH. We all think that. But we're all suffering from a little bit of PTSD here over, uh, over the last 12 months. So don't let that discourage you. I think we're going to be okay, subject to non-financial advice, of course. Um, but I'm trying to get out of that state of mind here. I don't think we're out of a bear market. That I don't think we are. But I think we are going to slowly grind up to that $30,000 Bitcoin. And we're going to hang out there for a little bit until, uh, until we get close to that halving. And Bitcoin starts running again and going parabolic, which is gonna happen. At some point in time, Bitcoin will go parabolic because the supply will be cut in half and everyone's gonna be like, oh crap, I want some Bitcoin, just like we have been going through the last, what is it, 10 years, 12 years or so. Last story of the day, we're gonna talk a little bit about a little bit about FTX and it is asking for political donations back. So this is from Axos, a story from Axos. Bankrupt crypto exchange, FTX is sending notices to former donor receipts asking for donated funds to be returned. 
Wow. What's the name for this kind of giver? Why it matters. Former FTX CEO, Sam McMahon-Fried and FTX Digital Markets. Co-CEO Ryan Salomon were two of the largest political donors during the last election cycle. Sam Bankman-Fried primarily backed Democrats, but he did donate to both sides. We should mention that. But uh, yeah, he primarily and considered himself a Democrat as well. Not that that matters on this podcast. We're not a political show here. Bankman-Fried primarily backed Democrats and was the party's second largest donor last cycle with around $37 million in contributions. Salamese, probably saying that wrong, $19 million to Republicans. Salamese, $19 million to Republicans, made him the party's 10th largest donor. The big picture is FDX debtors are confidentially contacting political figures, political action funds, and other recipients of contributions or other payments and asking for their money back. Can you believe it here? FDX is asking the funds to be returned by February 28th. I wonder if he's going to get any, and I hope this is disclosed so we can talk about it on the show and talk about who gave the money back to Sam Bankman-Fried. The move comes after FDX issued a request in December for fund receipts to voluntarily return the payments with regard to payments that are non-returned. Voluntary FDX said its debtors reserve the right to commence actions before bankruptcy court. FDX warned that, sorry, I had a sip of coffee there. I'm just, I'm almost reading this to myself, which makes for a terrible podcast, doesn't it? FDX warned that recipients making a payment or donation to a third party, including a charity in the amount that they have received. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to read this verbatim. Sam Bankman-Fried is getting some karma back here and he's groveling to the politicians that he donated to four months ago, five months ago, not that long ago. The election was not that long ago and he's asking for his money back and he's groveling about it, which is probably karma in uh, doing what it does best and punishing those that did wrong, right? So let's go over the last article of the day here. Arizona Senator Wendy Rogers pushes bill to make Bitcoin legal tender in the state. So we've seen this pop up a few times now, right now in Arizona. Let's go over the what, why, and what next. What Senator... State Senator Wendy Rogers has launched a set of cryptocurrency bills, including one aimed at making Bitcoin a legal currency in the state of Arizona. Why? This is from her. She cited Goldman Sachs data that Bitcoin was the best performing asset in the world in 2023. What next? Upon approval, the bill will make Bitcoin an accepted medium exchange in Arizona, allowing state agencies, Bitcoins, or Bitcoins, businesses, and individuals to accept Bitcoin. So if you want to follow Wendy Rogers, you can. She's uh, on Twitter at Wendy Rogers AZ if you want to give her a follow here. That's going to wrap up today's show. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back later on in the week, probably tomorrow, as well as we have some interviews up on the horizon. Uh, so lots of stuff from the Way of Crypto podcast coming up. If you want to support the show, you can dig into the show notes. There's a few links there for that. You can buy a ledger device through the link in the description that helps us out. And we have a Patreon as well. Have a great day. I will see you guys later on in the week. Bye for now.